We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues, and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice-cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Pele leaned in and said something to Freddie. Don't let them change you. Keep working on what makes you different and what makes you special. It was great advice, but it caused me some problems. But what could change Freddie do? Soccer is going to explode, and it's going to be around this kid. We were the Beatles. Everywhere we went, it was the Freddie show. And with that came the expectation, and with that came the pressure. New episodes of American Prodigy drop Tuesdays from Blue Wire Podcasts. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This. Welcome back to another episode of the Packaday Podcast. You can get all your Packaday updates by following us on Twitter at Packaday Podcast. And remember, you can always subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, or Spotify. And of course, you can check us out over at CheeseheadTV.com. I'm Kyle Fellows, and I am here with my co-host, Andrew Mertig. It's Friday. What's going on, Andrew? It's good to be back for another Friday edition of the show. Kyle, it is great to be back. It's what they say the most wonderful time of the year for many, though I would assume that the most wonderful part of 2020 is probably a bit more of a slap in the face than a punch in the gut or, or something something to that effect. But we are gearing up for playoff positioning, and we are previewing a Saturday game, which is weird, but I'm kind of excited about this one. Yeah, it's week 15, and the Packers do control their own destiny to what is the number one seed in the NFC. It's a pretty incredible situation when you think about it, and one that the Packers fans everywhere would be pretty 
pretty psyched about and drooling over if at the beginning of the season you told them that this is where we were going to be right now. And Green Bay does have these three crucial games left over the next several weeks. And it starts, as Andrew said, this Saturday night with those Carolina Panthers coming to town. So uh, Andrew and I are back for another round of key matchups and X-Factors to get you ready for some Saturday night football this week. So you said the Carolina Panthers are coming to town? I did say that. You know who else is coming to town? Okay, anyways. Uh, <laughs> moving on to our key matchups. So uh, we we have offense, and I am going to go with Jeremy Chin versus Robert Tunyon. Uh, in, in the season previews that you and I did leading up uh, to the preseason, I asked you how many selections the Panthers used on defensive players in the draft. And you may remember... The answer was all of them. This is an incredibly young defensive unit, and they have struggled quite a bit, not so surprisingly. One rookie who is playing really well is former Southern Illinois Saluki Jeremy Chin, the uh, ultra-athletic safety or you know sometimes linebacker hybrid has looked the part of a burgeoning star. He's made a ton of impact plays so far this season. I'm sure it may even get brought up a few times this weekend that Chin was selected two picks after A.J. Dillon. But <laughs> Big Bob Tig Tug Tunyon, Tanyan, Tunyon, uh, <laughs> I added a little bit there on nice. accident. Good, yeah. I forgot how to say it for a moment. Has scored uh, in four straight games and is really carving himself out a niche as one of the best tight ends in the NFC. And Chin may draw that assignment more often than not. So I think this is going to be a really fun one to watch. One thing I'm hoping the Packers do to help alleviate that is to just run right at Chin. He's played 773 snaps on the year. That's crazy. That's crazy for a rookie. So he'll be in there on running plays, and he's been in the box a fair amount, even though he's listed as a safety. And I want to see Elton Jenkins getting into the second level on that 211-pound safety and just teaching him a lesson. Teach that rook a lesson. Uh, it, it'll also be fun to see Tunyon getting his hands on him in the running game after we, we saw him bowling pin some Detroit Lions last week and you know then just saying, well, cover this. Uh, so at any rate, Chin is really fun prospect, and, and I liked him a lot in the draft, certainly, but he should be a target for Aaron Rodgers in the passing game, and how well he plays or how how well Tunyon plays I think is going to go a long ways in, in seeing just how successful this Green Bay offense is going to be. Yeah, yeah, we made it, oh, I don't know, five minutes into this podcast, and we're already starting to talk about the draft in some way, shape, or form. We always go back to that, uh, but you started the conversation with Jeremy Chin, and I'm just going to keep it going here, because anytime you bring up Brian Burns, it is going to come with some baggage, because he will always be compared to Rashawn Gary since they were picked so close together in that 2019 draft. And I am going to be talking here about the matchup between Rick Wagner and Brian Burns. But while Gary is really doing some really nice things out there, I think that there's a real reason to be optimistic about Gary's long-term impact on this Packers defense. Burns has been an absolute monster for the Panthers this year. He has three forced fumbles, three passes defensed, six sacks, and 18 quarterback hits. So just... Pretty monstrous production for Brian Burns. Uh, and this 
isn't a conversation about Rashawn Gary. I'm well aware of that, but I know that many of you as listeners will probably naturally go there because it's a natural conversation we've had these last couple of years because of that pick. And it's true that burn stats are much better than Gary's across the board. Uh, but sacks are certainly not the only metric to measure pass rush production. In fact, they may be the worst metric. Uh, but Burns only has one more sack than Rashawn Gary right now. And I didn't realize that Gary was already up to five sacks on 2020. And what's really Honestly, more impressive is that Gary is only playing an average of about 50% of the defensive snaps for the Packers, while Burns is playing about 85 to 90% of the snaps for the Panthers. So in an effort to pause and keep our cool, especially if Burns does end up playing really well on Saturday night, just remember that Gary is an ascending player. And remember that they are contributing very, very similar pressure rate numbers. And so, I mean, Gary's playing far fewer snaps than Burns. This is something we need to keep in mind. I just want everybody to keep that in in the forefront of their minds because it could be something that comes up and people may shout into Twitter on Saturday night. I just want that to be be stated here. But that's the end of my long off-track comments. Uh, Getting back on the rails, I will be watching this matchup between Brian Burns and Rick Wagner. Uh, Burns almost always rushes against the right tackle, so I would imagine it will be Rick Wagner who gets the challenge of Brian Burns. Uh, Wagner's been listed as limited by the Packers all week on the injury report, but he does not have um, a questionable tag for Sunday, so it appears that he should be good to go. Wagner's played really, really well all season, uh, but he will certainly have his hands full with one Brian Burns, and it will be really important that they're able to slow that ultra-athletic, dreamy former pet pick that so many Packer fans wanted just a couple years ago. It'll, It'll be a fun one to keep an eye on. Yeah, and I I certainly like Burns a lot. I think I hit him as my number five overall prospect. But, I you know, I understand in the Packers' scheme where Sean Gary was a better fit. But, I Kyle, I guess my greater concern is I think I think after Sunday we're going to have to get a new nickname for Rick Wagner. Why, uh, what am I missing? What am I missing? I was, I was thinking that we could nickname him Aloe Vera. Oh, no! Because he's going to so... be covering up the burns. No! I was like, what am I missing? You set me up, and I was like, I have no idea. I, I don't that... know if you saw me. I was trying not to laugh to myself because I thought of that while you were talking. Oh, and I knew how gosh. horrible a joke that was. It's so terrible. It's yeah, so terrible. It's good. Uh, I don't have any kids, but my dad humor yeah. is on point. You can, uh, you can put that on a t-shirt, I'm sure. Someone, yeah, someone yeah. Don't, nobody steal yeah. that. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, moving moving on after that, yes. Ooh, maybe Please. we should just end the show. Uh, yeah. the the defensive key matchup that I have is the Carolina Panthers offensive line against the Packers defense front four. So, you know, to me, this Carolina offensive line is the definition of mediocrity. Pro Football Focus has their highest graded player as tackle Russell Okung, who I didn't know if if you knew this fun trivia fact once blocked for Red Grange. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the the joke is he's old. He's very uh, old. Yeah, and then you have uh, Matt Paritis, uh, Trent Scott, Dennis Daly, John Miller, Chris Reed, Greg Little. These are just generic sounding Madden creative names. Or the Carolina Panthers offensive linemen. I have no idea. Uh, but they, this is actually the people they rely on up front. And for the most part, they're fine. But Kenny Clark, Zadarius Smith, Preston Smith, Rajon Gary, and company should feast 
on fine. It is pretty impressive, you know, when you look back, Christian McCaffrey, when he's been healthy this year, and Mike Davis have looked so good behind this line because their grades um, are not particularly impressive, and pass blocking grades are actually pretty consistently better across the board than their run blocking grades. So this is the matchup the Packers have to win because letting Robbie Anderson and, you know, if he plays DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel have time to run their routes is going to be a recipe for disaster because those guys have a lot of speed and a lot of quickness and letting them get open is going to be bad news for the Packers defense. So that's my thought. So you mentioned a couple names, interestingly there, you know, you mentioned the ancient Russell Akun. Hopefully he doesn't listen to this podcast because I'm being disrespectful to a very, very large individual. Um, but he is actually the highest-graded offensive lineman that you, you mentioned for this Panthers team. He's also dealing with a calf injury um, this week, and he didn't practice on Thursday and is now officially listed as questionable for this Saturday night game. So that's going to put stress on what you've already identified as a very, very thin and mediocre at best, you use the word fine, offensive line. A little bit more interesting, Greg Little, who you also mentioned, was placed on IR just, I believe, this morning. So, yeah, I mean, the depth here is thin. There could be a mess brewing. I think Michael Schofield may be like a swing tackle option. I don't know what they're going to do. Russell Okung is 32 years old, but (laughs) not that old. old. (laughs) I I think he came in the league at 21, so it does feel like he's been around for quite a while. I'm removing my address from all public records so he can't come find me. (laughs) He's significantly younger than I am. I feel like he's been around forever. That's crazy. Not significantly. Jeez. All right, well, we stand corrected. 32. All right. Our apologies. All right, but you were talking about these weapons that that the Panthers do have, and the Panthers have plenty of of offensive weapons that we could talk about. They have the Robbie Anderson. They have DJ Moore, who very well could be back um, off the COVID list for Saturday. And it certainly helps from the Packers' defensive perspective that they will not be with Christian McCaffrey in this game. That's a huge, huge deal. But in the games without Christian McCaffrey, the Panthers have really utilized one, Curtis Samuel. And so I'm going to talk here about a matchup that I think is Curtis Samuel versus this Packers defense and a couple of key defenders that I think will have an impact in slowing Curtis Samuel. Uh, Samuel is a special player in his own right, and I think the Packers probably feel good about Jair Alexander and King against Anderson and Moore on the outside and and Moore coming into the slot and those kinds of things. Uh, But I'm not sure that the Packers have a slam-dunk matchup that they really like to help contain someone like Curtis Samuel. None of their linebackers can hang with him, I would guess. And, of course, Raven Green is no longer available. So that is going to put a lot of strain on this defense to account for Samuel. We know Bridgewater is going to want to check it down, and Samuel is going to be on the receiving end of a lot of those. And so I'm going to keep an eye out for Adrian Amos, but probably even more so, maybe even someone like Vernon Scott to see if they're able to help keep someone like Curtis Samuel in check. We know Scott had a great, great week last week with some limited snaps against the Lions um, and really showed up. You know, I know PFF loved his performance, and the Packers really need him to keep it up against these Panthers. It should be noted that Curtis Samuel, I think, kind of unexpectedly popped up on the injury report today. I believe it's a, a hamstring issue, and he's listed as questionable. But if he plays... He's one of those players that when we talk about a player that has the ability to 
unexpectedly shift how a game goes. I think Curtis Samuel has that ability in this game. So I'll be watching Adrian Amos, Vernon Scott, and those guys as they contain Curtis Samuel on Saturday. 2020 has already reshaped how we work, and it's almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world, with more total visits than any other job site, according to Comscore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly, so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Term and conditions apply. Yeah, it's always fun to see somebody like Vernon Scott really taking advantage of that opportunity, somebody that you really didn't expect yeah. a ton out of. Um, we didn't even really know anything about him coming out of TCU. Very <laughs> limited exposure, very limited tape, and... You know, he's played well. He's He's been impressive so far. Packers coaches have talked really glowingly about him um, and taking advantage of limited snaps. So it'll be interesting to see if he can continue that progress moving forward. And, and I really like that pick by you. So uh, we have gotten to the X-Factor portion of the show, and, and the X-Factors are just players that we think are going to, you know, make a big difference in, in the upcoming game. Uh, typically, we pick people that kind of come out of nowhere, but not always. So uh, we like to avoid the Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams connection uh, <laughs> because we know they're going to both have massive games every single week. But um, I'm going to pick Kamal Martin this week, and, and this is a game where you know, as I've said already, I think it's going to be crucial for the Packers to stop the run. And I think finally we're going to see a little bit of unleashing of Kamal Martin. He he hasn't actually gotten over 23 snaps since week eight. And I think with the way he is currently playing, it is time to take off the kitty gloves with his health and let him make some plays. Mike Davis getting going is one of my fears because the Packers need to be able to keep their safeties deep to work against the great speed of the Panthers wide receivers that we've talked about. So I like Kamal moving forward and stopping the Carolina running game from getting going. Yeah, I like that pick a lot. And we talked about Kamal Martin, and it does seem like something that would have happened slowly, uh, that snap count increasing. And we just quite haven't seen it. I'd like to see the Packers play with it a little bit, especially before they arrive in the playoffs, just to see what different matchups uh, they can kind of configure depending on what the offense is throwing at them. But uh, we'll see if that does take place in this game this week. Uh, my pick for X-Factor this week is not a player that flies under the radar. You set this up by saying we avoid those things. Um, That's because I knew who you were going to pick. Oh, you're such a turd. Um, I was, I, you said we always pick players, and I thought you were going to say we always pick players that don't end up actually playing because that's what normally <laughs> that's what normally happens. Hey, hey, both our players played last week. That's true. Uh, that's true. They weren't like the most effective, but they both had impact yeah. on the game. Yeah, they were active on game day. Like this is yeah, the part. Right. Tavon <laughs> Austin did something. 
Yeah, yeah. We're just going to change this to, like, active on game day. That's, like, going to be the section <laughs> we're predicting. Yeah. Okay, so I'm saying this is a player that really is someone you expect to have an impact in the game. Aaron Jones. Um, this is a player that outside of his game-stealing run against the Eagles, he's had some moderate stats over these past several weeks, and a lot of that has to do with splitting snaps with Jamal Williams. Of course, uh, he's a player that you expect to have a huge impact on the football game, uh, but I think the stage is set for Jones to absolutely go off on Saturday night under the lights against these Carolina Panthers. First, we know that Jones is super motivated right now. He's trying to prove his worth, not just to the Packers, but to the entire league as he prepares for free agency this coming offseason. And we know he just signed with new agent Drew Rosenhaus, which is essentially equivalent with lawyering up when it comes to sports contracts. So Jones has plenty to prove and probably a big chip on his shoulder as well. But the other factor here is that the Panthers' defensive line can be pushed around. We know that the Packers' O-line has been very, very special this year, and so we can expect that they'll do their thing. But Zach Kerr is the best defensive lineman that the Packers, I'm sorry, that the Panthers' defense has, and he is currently listed on the COVID list, and he may, they're talking about, he may be activated in time for Saturday, but even then, there just isn't much depth here for Carolina, and I think that they will find plenty of success, the Packers, running the football in this game, and I think Aaron Jones will maximize his opportunities and have a huge game on Saturday. Yeah, that'll definitely be a really interesting one to watch, and um, so we, we had a couple of thoughts of additional topics to talk about today. Um, a little bit, and, and I think I think the one that makes the most sense to start off with, you know, we've talked about this the last few weeks uh, with with the matches that we, we've been preview, previewing. But what do you think is the path to victory for the Panthers? Like we expect the Packers to win this game, mm-hmm. but what do the Panthers like? If 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 we come away Saturday and you know we're we're crushed because the Panthers you know ruined the the Packers' easy trajectory towards the number one seed. What are the things that happened that led to that? It's a good question. Uh, we, I mean, it's it's fun because we're we are talking about a good football team, and so every week, right now, I think things will change a little bit when we get to the Tennessee game. But right now, it feels like we're we're being creative about how this happens, and uh, it takes a little bit of work to get there. But I really do think uh, we talk about turnovers. I think you identified turnovers last week. For me, I don't want to like go back to Brian Burns. But I think if we get some strip sacks and I think we get some fumbles and the offense just sputters because of some un- unpredicted uh, failures, then I think that this game could get interesting, especially with uh, the Panthers knowing that running the football, obviously they don't have Christian McCaffrey, um, but they know that they can run football with the, run the football with Mike Davis pretty effectively. They know that the Packers struggle there. And anytime you run the football – it keeps the Packers' offense off the field. So if the Packers sputter out of the gate, there's some struggles there, and then they're able to keep it close in the clock management you know, department, this game might be a little bit tighter than, than Packers fans would be comfortable with. And that's, I guess, the, the way I envision things going south on, on Saturday night. Thanks to a lack of natural athleticism or commitment, or an overbearing parent screaming words of wisdom from the stands, fewer than 1% of people will ever play professional football. But instead of entering the NFL, They've joined another league, the League of Football Watchers. This football season will be different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day no matter how you watch. 
whether it be 30 years of Hall of Fame QB play in Green Bay or 30 years of quarterback torture in Chicago, Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through any game day. Because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for watching football. Yeah, and and I, I think you hit on something really well there, and that is it seems like opposing teams are trying to do what the Vikings did, and yes, weather was the main factor in that game, but really I I, I thought the Vikings kind of gave a good recipe for teams to beat Green Bay, and that is just run the ball, you know, just go to a very conservative offense, um, you know, take your four and five yard throws, run the ball a bunch, shorten the game. And and even Detroit did that really well last week. Mm-hmm. The difference was the Packers were scoring frequently, right? And yeah. yeah, that game got tight at the end. But but the main difference is, you know, if you're an opposing coach and you're looking at the Packers, they score on such a high percentage of their possessions that you just want to limit the amount of times that they actually physically get the ball. Yeah. And you do that with long sustained drives. And so I think you know, for some teams, they're sacrificing a little bit of the explosiveness and, and probably shortening their playbook a little bit. Um, can the Panthers do that? Is their defense good enough to get one or two stops or, or actually stop the Packers in the red zone, mm-hmm. uh, which has been a challenge for opposing defenses? I don't know. I don't think this is the team to do it. But if there is a team to do it, it's it's next week, right? Yeah, the Titans, that's yeah. their formula anyways. And so... Um, I think that's going to be a really, really interesting one as well. So, um, the uh, another thing that I wanted to talk about, you know, as as we're kind of reflecting Devonte Adams going nuclear uh, this <laughs> season, is Devonte Adams the best wide receiver in football? And do you think he's the best Packers wide receiver in history? Two very difficult Ooh. questions. Yeah. So I think, I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast before, if it was another conversation, but I had somebody, you know, messaging me before the the football season this year, knowing that I'm a Packers fan and asking like, hey, is Devontae Adams the best wide receiver in the NFL? And to which I said no, you know, trying to be unbiased as a Packers fan. And I put, you know, DeAndre Hopkins and, you know, maybe I'm trying to think of who else I've put on that list. Michael Thomas is probably up there. And I said he's top four for sure, and then you can have a debate. I don't know that I'd say he's number one. And the way he's playing right now, even as a fan of the Green Bay Packers, it is hard to make any argument other than he's the best football offensive. I mean, you can say offensive football player, not a quarterback in the league, just because every time he touches the ball, it seems like he is a threat to go to the end zone. And, I mean, it's just phenomenal what he's been able to do on a consistency basis. He's missed a few games. The stats don't even show that if you didn't know he missed those games. So Devontae is just having an unbelievable season. I think he's the best wide receiver in football. You pose the question of all time for, for the Packers. I don't know Packers history enough to say without a doubt, you know, he, there's a lot of good Packers wide receivers in, in the history of this team. Uh, I'm curious your thoughts on that. Yeah, so well, when it comes to currently in football, I, you, I, I say this all the time. I don't like ranking players, right? But I ask the question, so I kind of feel like I'm I'm forced to. <laughs> I, I don't know who who is better than Devonte Adams right now, right? Tyreek right. Hill's more explosive. Uh, DK Metcalf's more explosive. 
but Devontae makes way more plays than those two guys because he yeah. constantly is playing. He does it in so many different ways. I don't think that there is another receiver. Now, I, I'm I'm biased, and not, not not saying this as a Packers fan. In in fact, I'm going a different way with this. In the draft, I like C.D. Lamb more than more than Henry Ruggs. Sure. Uh, you know, I, it it it's that route running prowess. It's that multi dimensional skill set, right? Like I like them more than Jerry Judy too. And and I think you know C.D. Lamb was the college version of Devonte Adams, and and I've always appreciated guys like. DeAndre Hopkins, Keenan Allen, yeah. and and those guys that just do everything really, really well. And, mm-hmm. and like, they beat you with the route running, they beat you with their physicality, they beat you with their hands, they beat you after the catch. And the difference has always been Hopkins didn't have a quarterback. Keenan Allen didn't – well, he had Phillip Rivers, sort of. Right, right. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> like, you know, it – is is Devontae getting the benefit of the doubt because it's Aaron Rodgers? Sure. But Aaron Rodgers also has Devontae Adams. Right. And and right. so, you know, I, I think they just work so well in unison. Devontae makes so much of the you know, that that um opening drive touchdown was a perfect example. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers made a phenomenal throw. Everything after that was yeah. Devontae. Like yeah. you know, and so do I think he's the best wide receiver in football? I do right now. Um could that change next year? One hundred percent, because I think I think that's something that changes more frequently than we care to admit. Um, I, I would I would you know, and we're also in a weird time, right? Like guys like Julio and AJ Green are sort of on the decline, and right. um, this next wave of wide receivers hasn't quite hit their arc. So we have this middle ground of guys like you know Hopkins and, and Allen and Devontae and Tyreek Hill. Um, so we'll see. It, Packers history is interesting, and you know I. It's it's so tough for me to compare people across uh, different generations. You know, Don Hudson to me will always be the greatest wide receiver in in Packers history, um, just because like he completely changed the way people play the position. Um, and so you know that's interesting. But you know when when you're talking about modern, like at least the Super Bowl era history, I always have to ask myself: Were they the best player in the league at any point? And we just said we think Devonte is. Well, I don't know that you can say that about Jordy or Donald Driver or Greg Jennings. Javon Walker? <laughs> for, for that one night, Sorry. one magical Monday night against right. the Raiders, he was. Right. Right. Uh, but, but yeah, I, absolutely. You know, Bill Schrader. Um, so, <laughs> but um, I don't think those guys ever were the best receiver in the league. Yeah. And so yeah. it, it makes it harder to, to make a case for them. Sterling Sharp, um, I, I actually, you know, my brother and I were debating this this week on our fantasy football chat thread. Uh, he said Sterling Sharp was definitely the best receiver in the league um, in, you know, the early 90s. I kind of countered with, well, you know, there's Jerry Rice and Michael Irvin and Herman Moore yeah, and some, sure. some other folks. And yeah. I don't know. I mean, I was a little kid at that point, so he would know better than I. So maybe Sterling Sharp. But we're talking about history here, right? Like, yeah. we're talking about one of the best organizations of football. And that's not – I didn't even mention James Lofton. And that's certainly before my time. And James Lofton falls into that, like, DeAndre Hopkins of never having – you know, no no offense, Lynn Dickey threw, like, an amazing deep ball. But I don't know that he was, like, an upper echelon quarterback. 
I think Aaron Nagler would kill me if if he was <laughs> this, but um, the the fact of the matter is we're talking about history here, and mm-hmm. and so yeah, I mean appreciate what you got. Holy man, Devontae yeah. is amazing, and you don't know when these guys' career is going to fall off. You don't know what's going to happen with his contract situation after next year. So just appreciate what you got. Mm-hmm. Holy man, he's so yeah. good. It's been so fun, and I think that's I think that's exactly right. Like this whole season. As a whole, I mean, just thinking back where we've come from, Matt LaFleur, year two, the offense clicking, Aaron Rodgers, all the controversy, it's all smoothed out, and winning heals all, and, you know, we're experiencing what could end up being a 13-3 and season if all things go well, path to a number one seed, watching the MVP quarterback throw to the best wide receiver in the league. Just enjoy what we have because we are a blessed fan base and it's a lot of fun. So so take in these next three games because it's amazing we're already in week 15 and uh, it's, it's amazing we're approaching the playoffs. Thank you for setting the ball on the tee for me. Uh, so if the Packers go 13-3, and three, we know they're guaranteed to be the number one seed. If they go 12-4, and four, there's a decent chance that the Saints are going to drop another one um, down the stretch. But that would lead to home field advantage for the Green Bay Packers, and obviously that's that's a really big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but how big of a deal is something that you know I was reflecting on in my personal time, and I, I just wanted to bring up on the podcast. So we we talk about the best teams in in the NFC, and you know right now we're talking about the New Orleans Saints, we're talking about the Los Angeles Rams, maybe Tampa Bay Buccaneers because certainly they had the Packers number when they met earlier in the season. Um, and then, you know, the Seattle Seahawks. But what do the Saints, Bucks, and Rams have in common? Mm-hmm. They're yeah. all really fast teams built for nice weather, indoors, turf. Mm-hmm. I would put the Arizona Cardinals in, in that mix as yeah. well as a potential playoff team. Mm-hmm. Minnesota Vikings are a little bit different, even though they play in a dome. We we saw what they can do in, in slop. But yeah. um, <laughs> This could be yeah. a really big advantage, Lambeau Field. And we're mm-hmm. we're not even talking about fans right now. Right, which, right. You know, we're talking conditions. We don't know. Just yeah. conditions, just playing in the cold, playing on the grass, right. playing in the in, in in the Packers atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, do do you think that's a huge advantage? I do. I mean, I think it it has to be. I mean, I I mourn the fact that there will not be fans for these playoff games because for so long we've wanted the one seed and Aaron Rodgers to have that advantage. But outside of that, yeah, like this is a big deal for these teams that could be coming to Lambeau. You mentioned the Saints and the Rams, obviously. The Bucks. I mean, they they don't play in a dome, but, like, I mean, they are a Florida team that is coming to, you know, 20 15 degree colder weather that I mean that's going to be a huge deal and I think one that will play to the Packers advantage uh, I think just from a mental standpoint if even if it's level across the the field like who's got to play in it like I think I think that mental aspect of knowing you're coming to our field and the conditions are bad and we're going to beat you here I, I think it plays in your favor for sure yeah and I I think you know if you go down the roster there's certainly players on those teams that that are effective in cold weather it's just 
they may not be their strength. And so right. if you can get a team to not have to play to their strength, we know Drew Brees historically is not good in cold weather games. Right. Um, or, well, I mean, factually, he just hasn't played in very many. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, we don't know a lot about that. And now he's 43, he's got injured ribs, all this other stuff. Yeah. I don't want to be tackling Taysom Hill in the cold. Um, I don't want Latavius Murray on the field, but right. Alvin Kamara, that's a different story. And, yeah. and so if you can take that strength away from the, the mm-hmm. team, that's a big deal. For the Buccaneers, certainly their strength is those linebackers. Levante David and um, the rookie from last year. Devin White. Devin White, thank you, one of the gotcha. Devins. Um, so Devin White. Levante David, their speed is neutralized a little bit out in the cold. Those offensive linemen maybe get a little bit better chance of, of getting out and, and getting on top of those guys. Uh, and the Rams, I mean, you know, certainly yeah. Aaron Donald's no fun. Uh, can you <laughs> imagine Jalen Ramsey and Devontae Adams in the playoffs? Oh, in the cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Think but it, Jared, Jared Goff coming to, to Lambeau Field. And yeah, that's not going to be well for the like, Cowboys. Yeah. You know, I know Aaron Rodgers from there, but he's he's been here for a long yeah, time. you're right. Got, yep. got used to it. So, um, <laughs> yeah, that, that'd be, I will – Last last year, I turned into a weatherman in the playoffs and was uh, calculating who's played in how many cold weather games in their career. And I remember, like, you know, m- most of the quarterbacks across the league had, like, three games below 32 degrees. So uh, it'll be fun to look that stuff up for yeah. Jared Goff when we get there. But, you know, all the Packers need to do is win their next three. Absolutely. It's fun to dream and fun, fun to look <laughs> ahead, yeah. Great, great. Well, thank you so much, Kyle. But that is all the time that we have for today. This has been the Packer Day Podcast. You can find Kyle on Twitter at Packer underscore Pundit, and you can find me at Andrew Murdig. Remember to also follow at Packer Day Podcast. Please subscribe and rate the podcast if you like what we're doing. You can normally catch Kyle and myself every single Friday, but Kyle's going to be off next week, and I'll be staying up late on Sunday to break down the Week 16 game against the Tennessee Titans with a special guest or two. Nice. Intent. I didn't know this, so I just am finding out live on the air that I've been replaced. That's that's what's happening. I don't think you're finding this out live on the air. We discussed it already. You're but right. thanks for airing that. And <laughs> I, Kyle and I want to extend our, our very happiest of holidays and, and hope you have a very safe and, and uh, festive uh, week. And we will be back together in two weeks. But thanks for listening. And as always, remember... <laughs> wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day every day. Head to Bet Online online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. 
Don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.